Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sestrino back with our Survivor Exit interview. It's episode number 10, and we have got a really fun guest to talk to today. We're going to be talking with Franny Marin, who was voted out of the game after a nice slow run here with the immunity challenge wins and the challenge wins. Uh, but ultimately, she ends up coming up short, ends up in eighth place. We will talk to her in just a couple of moments. And then Jordan Kalish will be here for this week in Survivor History. Of course, you can catch it all from our Survivor Know-It-Alls on Wednesday night. That podcast is up and later on today, I will be talking with Adam Klein. And so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Make sure you subscribe to Rob as a podcast at robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. I see that we have Franny on the line. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Very excited to chat here with Franny. Franny, Rob Sestronino from Rob has a podcast. Nice to get the chance to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for introducing yourself. You know, you're so under the radar. I don't really know. What, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Franny, uh, wow, you really did go uh, full tilt boogie uh, these last couple of weeks. Congratulations on uh, such a, a strong run here. 
Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, it's less of a strong run when they vote you out, but I'm still proud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a really great job. I, I really would love to know a little bit about this episode that we saw last night with the uh, reward challenge being such a big factor. How did you feel like winning that reward challenge impacted your game? Yeah. So the reward challenge was interesting. I mean, um, I probably should not have won it. <laughs> you never want to be in that position, right? Of like winning it, choosing people, making people feel upset. Um, but frankly, like I felt good about the people that I chose. Like I chose Carolyn because I was trying to build something with her, right? We've got this relationship. We like each other, but I want to start working with her more concretely, strategically. I didn't feel like I had much going with Lauren and I wanted the opportunity to talk to her in a safe space and start building a relationship. And then I'm trying to maintain what, you know, I've had since Soka with Heidi. So I felt good about my three, but yeah, I mean, the people that I left behind just had so much time to say all sorts of things about me. And I think it was very hard to come back and overcome that genuinely. You know, there's so many different parts of this that I want to talk about with you because I feel like so much of the discourse around you has been, why is Franny winning these challenges? And so that I would love to just, uh, you know, talk that through with you because that I do feel like that on the one hand, yeah, I guess it does make some sense to not win so much, but also, you know, you're there to win, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, like going into Survivor, you know, I, I thought about, you know, what sorts of threat management might I have to do? I was like, people will probably think I'm smart and strategic, whatever. Like, how can I manage that? I never thought I would have to manage being a challenge It's like, excuse me? So I just didn't know what to do with myself. And frankly, like, I love these challenges, right? Like something awakens in me as soon as Jeff says go. And I could not help myself. Like, I loved it. I loved winning. And, and part of it for me was like, you know, proving to myself that I can do it. So, so you know, could I have galaxy brand everything and like not win immunities? Sure. But I think also, you know, after the first one, it was very, very hard to get that perception off of me that I was going to win everything. I mean, people would talk about it constantly. We would leave for the challenge and people would be like, well, I bet, you know, we don't even need to go because Franny's going to come back with the next. And I was like, shh, don't say that. Um, yeah, it was hard, but I'm proud of it, honestly. Do you feel like that you could have made different selections at the reward challenge that would have changed the outcome of this vote? Honestly, no, I feel really good about it because, first of all, in terms of like coming back to camp, I think that I made like a very neutral choice, right? I can come back and say, I just, I picked the moms. Like I just wanted the moms to have their letters yeah. and, and who's going to be too mad at me for that. Right. You know, everybody loves moms. Um, but I also really felt like that, you know, group of four women and then bringing in Jamie, once we got back to camp could come together to vote out Danny, right? Danny's like making a name for himself. He's played his idol correctly. He's clearly looking for more. And I felt confident that that was a plan that people could get on board with. Um, <laughs> clearly it didn't work maybe there is something i could have done better well it was going for a little while and then ultimately it seemed like that you and carolyn ended up uh you had that conversation with heidi and then felt like okay now what's heidi how did it go from danny to heidi yeah so that was very interesting so essentially what happens um by the way the last like couple days there carolyn and i are getting really close so we're like attached at the hip heidi comes up to us and says you had her you belt know, I, I, I you're had literally, belt. literally sharing a hip. Yeah. Literally, I was like, 
<laughs> that was so funny. As Jeff is reading my name, the only thing I was thinking about is I was like, I cannot walk out with this woman's belt. She has so little. Like, I need to, I need to take my pants off. Um, what was your question? I'm so <laughs> I kind of lost it. Okay. When you were going to vote for Danny, but then it changed to Heidi. Yes. Okay. So, so Heidi comes up to us, to myself and Carolyn, and tells us the exact conversation that you saw, right? Danny told her, I'm voting Franny. I don't need you, like, but hop on board. And when Heidi told us about that, <laughs> clearly we're not good at lie detection because that sounded so fake to us. We were like, why would Danny just say that to Heidi? Who does he think he has? So that kind of set up off alarm bells for Carolyn and I, where we thought that Heidi was actually working against us. And that conversation that you see between me, Carolyn, Lauren, and Jamie saying, let's vote Heidi now, that was maybe five, 10 minutes before we left for tribal. That was quick. And so I think I thought, you know, sometimes the last plan is the best plan. Like this is the last thought that's in everybody's minds. I was confident that, you know, we were all excited and we were like, ha ha, you know, we've got a last minute strategy. Um, but Clearly, that's not how it worked out. <laughs> so the relationship with Danny really changed a lot drastically where I, I think in the game, it was maybe four days ago that he plays an idol for you to save you in the game to ultimately really leading the charge that you have to go home. How did that relationship yeah. deteriorate so fast? Yeah. So the relationship with Danny is really, really interesting. Um, so going backwards, going into the merge at Soka, myself and Matt we're a pair. Danny and Heidi are a pair. And we really wanted to go into the merge and separate and not let people onto the fact that we were working together as a four. So the idea was, you know, Matt and I will make relationships, Danny and Heidi make relationships, and then we come together. But as soon as Matt got voted out, like that all started to dissolve. And I felt like I had a better strategic rapport with some of the other people on the beach than I did with Danny and Heidi. So like, you know, I'm here for myself. I'm trying to form new relationships. Um, it was very funny. We do not see this in the episode, but when Danny comes up to me and says that he's going to play his idol on me, he starts that conversation by saying, you and I've had some problems recently because <laughs> he knew that I was trying impressions to impressions on point. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, I've had months to practice my Danny impression. Yeah. It's, I, I could get, I could go all day, but, um, I think that for Danny, the idol play was much more you know, there are so many situations in this game where, you know, oh, should I play my idol? I don't know. He knew where the votes were going and he saw an opportunity to like, you know, get that beautiful like idol moment. I think it was more about yeah. that and taking control and less about me because literally, I mean, Rob, we like never even really got back on the same page after that. I, I, I we got back to camp and I was like, thank you. <laughs> we didn't talk again. You know, it was a very weird relationship with Danny, but I think also, you know, he wants to win challenges, right? He's like, sees me as his biggest obstacle in that, yeah. I guess. All right. Well, sticking with Danny, last week we saw you talk to Danny about, hey, maybe we should put some votes on the Tika people. And he seemed to be like very offended by that idea. Did first off, what happened that made you think that? And two, did suggesting that impact you in any way? Yeah. So very clear reason for me why I thought that. So um, up until the point where Brandon goes home, um, the Tika three and especially Carolyn and Jam Jam are really playing like, we don't know what's going on. Nobody tells us anything, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, the perception that everybody had. But then we get back to camp after Brandon is voted out. And I find out that they knew that Danny was going to play his idol. And when I found out that piece of information, I was like, oh, hang on. These people have the most information in the game. They knew every plan that was happening. Yeah. So I saw that as a huge threat. I was like, I'd rather, you know, break this open and work with the people who like don't know what's going on as much. Right. You know, like that's the kind of person I want to work with because then I can be the one who knows what's going on. Um, unfortunately, other people did not see what I saw. Right. Um, but after that, you know, nobody... I talked with Ratu, I talked with Danny and Heidi. I was really trying to mobilize something against Carolyn and Jam Jam. But when people didn't get on board, next day, I was like, okay, well, forget about that. You guys stink. I'm going to go try to work with them. So I literally went to Carolyn and Jam Jam and I was like, I was like, can I be part of the Tika 3? Like, can I be an honorary <laughs> member? Um, yeah, I would have loved if that had worked out for me. <laughs> um, Jamie's Idol, did you buy the story that she told? That was so silly. I, none of us bought it for a single moment, which is so funny. It's like, oh my goodness. But I had I had good reason to believe that Jamie was a very good liar because when she showed up at Soka, she completely snowed us on what was happening at Ratu. She said that Maddie's vote was unanimous. She said the first tribal council was very chill. She mentioned nothing about the shot in the dark, nothing about the birdcage idol. So later when I find all of that information out, I think back and I'm like, whoa, Jamie knows how to lie. So when she comes up to me with this story, I'm like, can't fool me twice. <laughs> like, I know that you're lying. It makes for such a good moment though. And the fact that the whole thing was fake the whole time, it's perfect. <laughs> so your relationship with Heidi, I feel like took a lot of uh, twists and turns. W were you ever super close with Heidi? Um, I was close with Heidi, like socially, um, but I found her a little difficult to work with strategically. Um, it's, it was very funny working with Danny and Heidi because they are opposite ends of the, you know, Alliance member spectrum. Heidi gets quite anxious, needs to check in a lot of times, has a very hard time making a decision. Danny gets an idea in his head and that's what he's doing. And anything else is illogical, you know? So, so I found it like difficult to work with them. And I think with Heidi, I, I just... Because she got so nervous sometimes before votes, I would feel like she wasn't with me or, you know, was lying to me. Um, and I think that made it hard for me to work with her in a, in a really secure way. And you see it even with, you know, all the way back to Claire going home. Heidi, Heidi, like, was having a really hard time making a decision decision with that. And I'm the kind of person like, I want to lock it in. I want to go to tribal knowing what I'm doing. And I just had a hard time with that tension and anxiety. Yeah. We all had so much fun watching the relationship with you and Matt on the show that from your perspective, that how did having the relationship with Matt affect your game? Oh, it was, I mean, lovely for my life, horrible for my game. <laughs> it was so bad. And literally, I mean, you can see it in the way that I talk about Matt in all my confessionals. I'm like, after this game, we should go on a date, you know, outside of this game like I was fighting it because I could tell that I was not 
I did not have my game face on when I was talking to Matt, right? Like spending time with him and forming this relationship with him was taking me out of this, you know, game that I've been waiting to play my whole life. Um, I'm grateful for how everything turned out, but I mean, that, that really shook me up. And when Matt goes home, I mean, I was so destabilized and this is where the shortened game makes a big difference because I think in a 36 day game, 39 to get 36, let's do 36 now. How fun would that random people would take um, it? Yeah. 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 I would do it. Um, but you know, in a longer game, right. If there had been a rest day after Matt had gotten voted out, I think I would have, you know, yeah. regained my footing a little bit more, but I mean, literally my eyes are still puffy from crying for hours the day before. And then we're going to tribal and I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. All right. Franny, I knew you had to run, uh, anything else real quick that you want to just let people know? Oh gosh. We had so much fun out there. Like genuinely, we were cracking ourselves up the whole time at the taco reward. Uh, Carolyn got up at three in the morning and started eating tacos. And in the dead of night, all of us went and by the moonlight ate tacos in the dark. And I made myself a taco that ended up being just jalapenos. Like it was horrible, but we just, I mean, all of us like everyone is so fun. We had the best time and it's such a good group. Yeah. Well, Franny, I had the best time. You're such a delight to talk to. I hope that we get the opportunity to do more of these uh, in the future. Not like if you get voted out, but I mean, just like in general. But uh, I hope we have the opportunity for you to get voted out for it. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, uh, frankly. But yeah, anyway, I'll take it. Yeah. Franny, all the best to you and talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. All thanks, right, Rob. Take care. Bye. Everybody, there you have it. Franny Marin here on the podcast talking everything through. Also, RIP to anybody uh, listening faster than 1.x because I know that was that was 2x in the real time. I don't know how it is for you when you're listening at the faster speeds, but uh, really great job. Uh, so much fun uh, getting to talk to Franny. She had a, covered a lot of ground, doing impressions. Uh, really love to hear everything that she had to say. So thanks again to Franny. And it is just so wild that, you know, you could spend your entire life preparing for this experience. Okay, I'm going to go out there on Survivor. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then you end up meeting somebody who you were not expecting to meet. And then ultimately, you know, uh, maybe you don't come away with the win, but you come away with a nice relationship with Matt and uh, all the best for Matt and Franny outside of the game. Now, we still got, speaking of games, Jordan Kalish is going to be coming up here in uh, just a moment. Before we get to Jordan Kalish, I have a, a special segment coming up here. It's called the Hyundai Essential Skills Series. And today we are going to be talking about how to find the resources and tools to survive in life and on Survivor. Welcome to the Hyundai Essential Skills Series. Now, Real life and Survivor do have a lot in common, and I'm not just talking about it being a never-ending series of nonsensical twists and turns that are overly complicated and leave you feeling a little bit longing for days gone by. There's actually a lot of different ways in which the same skill sets apply to both life and and on Survivor. Now, look, there's a ton of curveballs and challenges that are going to be coming your way in both arenas, but there are several strategies that can help you navigate the wild world of reality TV and, well, reality. First, uh, let's talk about the power 
of observation. Now, you may need to channel your inner Benoit Blanc at times to sharpen your detective skills because in life and on Survivor, paying attention to the minutia can make all of the difference. Now, you might spot that hidden immunity idol or gain a competitive edge by noticing a coworker's strengths and weaknesses in real life. Observing subtle cues can lead to discovering hidden opportunities, like a job opening that hasn't been advertised yet, or an undervalued investment. You want to make sure to remember that knowledge is indeed power. Now, resourcefulness is something also that is going to help you both in real life and on Survivor, whether you're stranded on a deserted island or trying to make dinner with a few random ingredients. Creativity is key. Embrace your inner inventor and find new uses for everyday items. I find that a well-curated TikTok is going to give you a ton of interesting ideas for life hacks and all sorts of different things that can save you time and money. Now, resilience is a very underrated strategy. Setbacks are inevitable, but bouncing back is what counts. Develop healthy coping strategies like mindfulness and surround yourself with a support network worthy of a survivor winner. When life throws you a blindside, remember, it's not about how hard you got hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Just showing up and continuing on is half the battle in getting to where you want to be. Now, finally, Let's talk a little bit about calculated risk. Now, in Survivor, players often take chances to gain advantages, like searching for the hidden immunity idol or making a big move. Now, life is no different, but it's essential to balance between risk-taking and playing it safe. Learn to assess potential outcomes and take risks that have a reasonable chance of success rather than gambling everything on one long shot. Remember, fortune favors the bold, but the truly wise know when they are risking more than they can afford to lose. Now, there you have it. Master the skills of observation, resourcefulness, resilience, and calculated risk, and you'll be well on your way to outwitting, outplaying, and outlasting the competition in life and on Survivor. The Hyundai Essential Skills Series is brought to you by Hyundai. For more information, go to www.hyundai.com. Hyundai, it's your journey. All right, we are on a journey always when we are going to be talking to this man. It's Jordan Kalish. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Jordan, how are you? Doing great, Rob. How's it going? Jordan, do you remember what was the first season that you started coming on the podcast with me? Do you even remember? I think it was blood versus water, but it wasn't every week. I think it was mm-hmm. like a one, it was a one-off thing and you were like, okay, we'll do, we'll do this once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, like a little earworm, I got, I got stuck around yep. and you're, 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 I'm like a leech. That, that's like how a they leech. get you. That's yeah. how they get you. Okay. All right. Jordan, how's your week going? Good. Weeks, weeks going well. Uh, we had uh, my 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 baseball team got its its first win. Not the I feel like the Yankees, uh, but my baseball team probably mm-hmm. has more wins than the Yankees at this point. We've uh, and it's just close. Yeah, it's, it's close. Bad. It's pretty pretty similar. But do you feel uh, like people are being too hard on Aaron Boone? Uh, give him. I don't a, blame, Give him a chance. I don't blame Boone. He's he's playing with the minor and, league and, squad right and now. And really, and also, I, you were telling me right before we came on that um, you know that. Look, uh, people are being hard on Brian Cashman, but you got to give him time. Uh, let him let him cook because I was, I was saying he, that. that he needs that. You know, uh, he's only had 
you know, like 20 years to get the job done. Like uh, that's, you can't, this is not an instant coffee business. If, if you, if you think that's what I was saying, Let before Cashman the, the podcast, cook, you say, if you're saying is that the, if you thought that's what I was ever saying before the podcast, I want some of what, uh, what you have, Rob, <laughs> I want some of what you're smoking because it's, it's from pretty strong stuff. Uh, I could, and I could use that stuff while watching some of these games. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Jordan, yes. let's talk about survivor history. Can I, can I talking about survivor history, by the way, is it possible that there's a survivor hall of fame? Yeah. Can a survivor hall of famer come back on survivor and play themselves out of the hall of fame? Cause I feel like that's what Brian Cashman has done. He is no longer a hall of famer. In my book. <laughs> um, I think a couple of them did in winners at war. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, are, are any, who, who was a hall of famer on winners at war? Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Rob, Sandra, Ethan, okay. Parvati. But I feel like they're still all Survivor Hall like, of I think Famers. Pretty much the entire pre-merge. Yeah. They 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 placed badly, but I don't think you, any of them were like horrible. Mm-hmm. I guess Boston Rob's uh, 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 babysitting strategy didn't work so well on uh, <laughs> didn't work on, so on, good uh, with with players who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I still think Hall of Famer. So let's. Uh, but anyway, Survivor history. Let's go to uh, let's go to this. We're going to go to um, the, the first week in May, starting with out with a question that I think you're going to know the answer to. Who won the Survivor Panama Final Four Immunity Challenge? Who won the Final Four Immunity Challenge? Uh, I'm going to say that it was Ian. This is Survivor Panama. Oh, I'm sorry, Survivor. Yeah. Sorry, I thought uh, it's it's uh, look first question warming up Survivor Panama Final Four Challenge. Um, so I know it, we had Sari and we had, of course, Danielle making fire. I'm gonna say it was uh, did Aris win the Final Four Challenge? So, uh, Aris is someone who uh, came in second place in a lot of challenges in Survivor Panama, of course, with the uh, the dominance of Terry throughout that season. But the final four challenge was won by Aris. Very good job. There was some some talk here about uh, Terry maybe uh, playing his uh, his super idol uh, for for uh, Danielle. Obviously, did not happen as she she and Suri went to fire. But yeah, Ar- Aris was the one who who won this challenge. And uh, you know, t- they were so obviously they couldn't vote for Terry because they knew about the uh, the super idol. So uh, Aris was the one who won immunity. You start with uh, two points. That is correct. Uh, and we are going to go to question. Number two, just a good start. Uh, after Alexis won the Jellyfish Lake Loved Ones Reward, this is a Survivor Micronesia, right before James was medevaced, who did she send to Exile Island? Alexis won a reward. Alexis won the Jellyfish Lake Loved Ones Reward. This was right before the James medevac. Who did she send to Exile Island? Um, I'll say... Alexis sent somebody to Exile Island, um, and it wasn't James. I don't know who it could have been. Uh, perhaps it was Jason Siska. So Jason Siska 
was actually out of the game at this point. Oh, so what happened? What happened here? And this was a little bit of a clue. The James, the James medevac was at the final seven. This is right before the final six vote where Alexis goes out of the game. And it's because she sends Amanda Kimmel to uh, Exile Island who find the, the found Aussie. the clue and idled Alexis out. You're probably wondering why, why, why is that little James factoid in the question? Everything's intentional, Rob. Everything's intentional. So you lose a point on that question. You're down to one because the correct answer that you got in the first question was worth two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're going to go to question number three. So a decent start, not the best start you've ever had though. So let's see if yeah. you're going to be able to pick it up and win this week. This is uh, going to be survivor redemption Island. Which Redemption Island competitor won the Loved Ones Challenge but chose to forgo his reward, instead giving the remaining players in the game their Loved Ones visit visit instead? I think it was somebody who was, you know, a a fan favorite at the time. I believe it was Mike Chisel. Was Mike Chisel a fan favorite at the time? I think of the casuals. Okay, well, it, it is the correct answer to the question. So you get uh, you get two points there. You're at a total of three. I think three. he yeah, was my- in the running for like the sprint fan favorite. Well, interesting. That's a uh, that's a surprising pick, being that he's probably one of the more uh, boring contestants <laughs> <laughs> in Survivor history. I hope he's not listening. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we, we we love you. Uh, we hope you. Uh, he's are, actually are on, on the, the recap next week. Mike Chisel. Yeah. Oh, Mike, Ch- yeah. Mike Chisel on the recap. Yeah, uh, in my, th- there's some great Survivor mics and some not great Survivor mics. He's definitely not the yeah. bottom of the list, but he's not the well, top of my you list. You know, either. really, <laughs> he is um, probably best known now for being, you know, the person who. Shannon Gus based her entire strategy like system rankings off of uh you get the you get the Chizzy points, which is of course was Mike Chisel's nickname in Survivor Redemption Island. Yeah, the big the big Chizzy. Uh, yeah. so that's that's what they used to call him. Uh and I think he actually earned that nickname. A lot of people after- don't know that. After giving the reward to all the people left in the game, all the other people on, on Redemption Island were like, yo, Chizzy, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you giving away? Because he could he had a, a couple choices. He could have kept the reward for himself. He could have given it to his other uh, Redemption Island uh, competitors, or he could have given it to the players in the game. Right. I, I understand so, what he's doing And each of there. those choices were assigned a point value back mm-hmm. then. And so it one, was two, like, okay, yeah, one, two, and three. And it was like, well, which do you think is the three points? Which do you think is the two points? Which do you think is the one point? Yes, and that's that's exactly what Shannon was doing. She's uh, she she's a big Redemption Island stand mm-hmm. and based her entire her entire uh, Survivor system off of Mike Chizzy. Uh, so good job, you got the question right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to question number four. There are three questions left. One of the contributing factors to Kat Ederson getting out getting voted out of One World was her choice of who to bring on the loved one's reward. She famously justified her decision by saying that she just wanted to hang out with certain people. Who were the two players she chose? You could get uh, uh, one point if you get one of these correct and two points if you get both of them correct. Who did she want to hang out with? Um, I know it was her cousin, Robbie. Um, that was it. Was it. Kim and Chelsea. Uh, Kim is correct. So you get one point. Unfortunately, it was not Chelsea Meisner. It was Alicia and her sister, Leticia. 
So that, uh, <laughs> of course, you didn't have to get Leticia. That would have been. Mm-hmm. I think if you said Leticia or Leticia, probably I would have given mm-hmm. you a bonus point. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was given, and, and yeah, that she uh, part of the reason she gets voted out here. I think that uh, uh, Christina Shaw was uh, was someone who yeah. uh, they they would have liked. To see, see, I would have thought that to, uh, I remember she got voted out, but I feel like it would have been Alicia who is some type of way about. Can you believe Kat didn't take me on the reward? No, That's, they, they she gets zero chizzy points. No chis, no no Mike chisels for for mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kat Ederson for that decision. So you get you do get one point there. You're at a total of four. Uh, we are going to go to now question number five. Uh, sticking with the, uh, the 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 great seasons, Survivor Caramoan. Um, Eddie Fox famously never voted for the person who went home in the post merge, with the never. exception of Philip Shepard. Uh, who did he vote for at the three to two to two final seven vote in which Andrea Belke was voted out? You know it wasn't Andrea. I know it wasn't Andrea. I think that he was doing what Andrea wanted. And um, was he voting to try to get out a Brenda? Brenda, who famously once said that you, Rob, are a player. And that is correct. Uh, that is the right answer. He was he was voting along uh, with with Andrea there. Uh, the the other two per, the other person who got votes there was Eddie Fox. So he, obviously he couldn't have voted for himself. Uh, you get two points for that question. Very good. That is a a, a total of six. Um, uh, yeah, he that that was an interesting little late late game alliance that started to form between Eddie Fox and uh, and Andrea Belke. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is the correct answer. We are going to go one more question. Question number six. In Survivor Winners at War, Natalie sold an advantage for eight fire tokens that allowed the purchaser to disadvantage one competitor in the subsequent immunity challenge. Who did she sell it to and who was it used on? You can get either one or two points. Uh, if you get if you get both facts right, then it's two. If you only get one of them right, then it's one. Who, who bought it for eight fire tokens? Who was the challenge disadvantage used on? Who is the challenge disadvantage used on for eight fire tokens? A lot um, of fire tokens. Yeah, I feel like did it did it get used on Ben and was it bought by Michelle? It was used on Ben. You get a point for that. It was bought by Nick. Uh, who actually gets voted okay. out in this round? Okay. Uh, so didn't think yeah, we were so, doing so, Nick questions. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, but Ben, yeah, Ben, ben is uh, is the great. Well, Nick does get get voted out, so he uh, it it doesn't work. I mean, Ben doesn't win immunity, but mm-hmm. uh, Nick, Nick is the one who gets the gets the boot here, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. So that is, you have a, a total of seven points. I'm going to say that that is a win, and for your win, you were you were very sad last week when I didn't have the verbal rebus. So I have one for you here. Okay, thank you. Here we go. The first original beauty tribe member voted off of Kageyan. Okay, Bryce. Sorry, the, uh, I've sort of said the first first original beauty tribe tribe member after the swap uh, of Kageyan. Um, Alexis. That is correct. Uh, minus my blank! Exclaimed Penner. Ass. That is correct. Plus the newly formed tribe at the Cambodia swap. The newly formed tribe, a- Angkor. That is, that is correct. Uh, plus the only person to vote against Earl in Survivor Fiji. Um, Rita, uh, Alex Sangarita. Alex Sangarita, uh, also from Survivor Fiji, of course, never voted Wait, for where Earl. Where does ass come from? Uh, Alex 
minus S. Oh, my, I didn't know that was a that was a minus. <laughs> that was S. a minus minus Alex. I, yeah. I just wanted to say S on the podcast. Yeah. No, Al, Alex minus S. S. Yeah, <laughs> equals Alex. I could have just gone with many, one of the many Survivor Alexes, but this was more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so All good right. job, Alex. Alex Angarita. Uh, riddle me that. Uh, that is the correct answer. All right. Well done, Jordan. All right. Tell people what you're up to these days. Uh, I, as always, I am hosting uh, Survivor viewing parties in the city. If you want more information, you could uh, you could always uh, reach out. Uh, I have uh, if you uh, if you haven't haven't listened yet and you want to see how wrong I was on my uh, on my mock draft uh, this year for the uh, you could listen to Thirty Two Fans podcast that I recorded with uh, with Akiva and Chester and uh, follow me on Twitter at Jordan Kalish. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan, well done, everybody. Go go check out to see. Jordan's mock draft of the NFL draft that happened a week ago. Everyone uh, listens to old mock draft <laughs> podcasts. People want to see. People want to see if I where, where I was yeah. right, where I was wrong. My four, my first four picks were fantastic, and then the rest of it kind of mm-hmm. kind of didn't go so well. Fell but apart. I didn't get banned. I didn't get banned. I still had uh, better picks than the, uh, the than the fans. All right, you'll be back for some time during the year. We'll see. All right. Yep. Jordan, thank you so much. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. Jordan Kalish back here for another This Week in Survivor History. Another guy who knows a lot about Survivor History, Adam Klein, is going to join me in uh, just a little bit. So I'm going to go get set up for that one. Be on the lookout for my conversation with Adam coming your way later in the day on Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us for our exit interview special. And so we will talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.